Pull down your crest drop hands and I pull down my gym. You got caught in a hurricane and decided to stick around, but you ended up getting mowed down and now you're sitting on your roof going, why didn't I take the last train out of here, but sooner or later, you know that you're going to end up in a place that you like to have, see and like not to see, and that's going to end up in the sausage hut. A dry dock in the tempest, a dry basement in the winter, a dry attic in the summer, a dry plate for your dinner. We may all be with all this eve. Welcome to the sausage hut, everybody. You're the one and only Tiki Hut from Hell in the Why Bother Studios, where we've got Wi-Fi for everybody. We've got widescreen television. We've got a map of the earth on the wall. We've got El Chapo, and we've got... The Brunschwager Bikini Team. Woo! Woo! And they're pedaling on the exercise bikes to keep the lights on. And just like that, we're in the sausage hut, locked in, ready to rock. El Chapo, it's great to see you. And you. Indeed. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring in our buddy right off the bat. We're going to bring in Soul Met. Right off the bat. And he's going to talk to us about... There we go. Let's see if we... I'm a little late. Johnny, come lately. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a new podcast in town. <laughs> Johnny Kielbasa. <laughs> Soul Matt, hello. What's happening, y'all? Not much. This, you're live in the sausage hut here. We've got El Chapo's here, and I'm here with you. And it's great for you to join us in the great to be here man join us or die yeah and the unfortunately the recovery in the national spotlight has the spotlight moved out to puerto rico and florida you guys got upstaged you had the worst thing that ever happened well, to, to you be fair, to be fair they also got boned pretty hard so yeah I'd, I'd rather not have the spotlight and not get that kind of bonage yeah that's for sure mother nature's mad and She's got a fresh um, prescription of Viagra, and she's boning everything in sight. Well, the problem right about is now. she voted Hillary, so she's pretty pissed. <laughs> oh man, Mother Nature! It takes a hurricane yeah. to wipe out a village. FTW. So I don't give a shit about electoral college. When it comes to popular vote, you're against the earth. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good to have you here. We talked about last time you were here, and we were going to talk about the dangers of the internet because you're a, a world leading expert on covering your ass when you're on a computer that's hooked <laughs> to the other computers, right? 
Uh, I don't know about world leading, but I like to think I'm pretty good at what I do. Well, that's good. I think you're yeah. pretty good at what you do too, from what I hear. You know, I mean, I appreciate that. I, uh, you pay me fifty bucks every time I give you a positive reference when you try to get a new job, and unfortunately, you can't That's hold a job true. for more than a couple of weeks. But you know, that'll come with time. <laughs> yeah, fifty bucks would go to some uh, nice supply, of emergency supply of gin. <laughs> he's a he's a network security genius, but he's not a genius when it comes to setting your alarm clock and getting to work on time. Damn it! Unfortunately, damn it! That damn. I don't gym. know about that. I'm pretty. I'm doing pretty good. Oh, I that's mean, good. Soul met laying it yeah. down in the sauce hut. So hey, what what the hell did you have something to do with this Equifax break in? Was that your was that your handiwork I, or? Uh, I wish I could take credit for that. Actually, no, I don't. Uh, it it was definitely not anything of me, uh, but it it wasn't a particularly complicated hack either. Oh. The, what did somebody uh, so, just make their password password one and then just let it go? Well, that was part of it. I really? mean, they had a system where the credentials were admin admin, so you could do the Oh, for Pete's sake! Yeah. So there's that. I mean, most of these big hacks are not, you know, any of the movie shit where it's like, oh, we gotta break into the system and and reverse engineer and blah blah blah. Most of it is, you know, Bobby the intern, you know. <laughs> Gets put in charge of a bunch of shit, and he gets paid fifteen an hour. And the boxes that he has to install all have admin admin as the password and username combination. And he's like, "Well, I can't be bothered to change it." Oh. Is this the and same guy who set up my routers? Stuff. Huh? Is this the same guy who set up the routers in my apartment building? It's the same thing for everything, dude. <laughs> for every every system pretty much comes with some kind of default credentials. Right. Uh, actually, one thing I've been noticing is these AT&T home routers, they give you a, like a random password and a random username and all that, and that's actually pretty good. That's a little better than admin, admin, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> admin, admin. That's the first thing anybody yeah. tries if they're going to try. Oh, I'm going to try to break into this. That's the first one you try, isn't it? Admin, that's one admin. one of them. Uh, our admin, one, two, three, four. Admin, oh. no password. Admin, password. Admin password. <laughs> You'd be surprised, dude. Wow. I bet. And these are big corporations and outfits, whatnot, doing letting this letting this stuff go. So so yeah, no, the, the thing is, uh, uh, network infrastructure is seen as just a cost rather than any kind of money maker. Even if your whole business revolves around you know network computers, right? Mm-hmm. And so you would think that there'd be a little more effort put into, you know, maintaining and understanding those systems. But, you know, you get things like employee turnover and outsourced uh, employees and all kinds of stuff. And the end result is everything's a mess. Nobody knows where anything is or how anything is set up. And it's not it's not the tidy run ship you expect it to be. Oh, I see it everywhere, man. I guess your 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 network is only as strong as the weakest freaking intern moron who doesn't care at all because his uncle is the director of operations and he knows he doesn't really have to try. He's just going to get his college credit and he goes admin, admin in the IT thing. They don't even give him tickets and he just opens the entire network up to data breach. I mean, imagine this here. Imagine this here. Uh, so Bobby the intern sets up some stuff, 
never gets updated or fixed or set up properly, I get in there and I say, oh, but I don't have credentials for anything. I just have some access to this box. Let me email, you know, secretary, what's her name for the CEO and say, oh, I'm IT. You need to reset your password and your username. So give me your current one and then I'll reset it for you. And then boom, I get her credentials. I log into the network and I'm there, you know, it's, it's that simple. People will do stuff if you ask them, which is kind of the unfortunate reality. People are often the weak link in these sorts of things. Humans are involved. These damn humans. From, I know. Solmet, from your vantage point, do you, do you see this kind of institutional thing changing, or is it just going to be a constant like neglect thing? I mean, it's all about priorities, right? Yeah. You know, as, as long as the punishment does not out or so, – so let me put it this way. When Target got hacked or Home Depot got hacked or any of those companies, yeah, they took some hits, but their stocks didn't exactly dip too heavily, and they weren't fined a whole heck of a lot. Oh, like so a, the like incentive a... to protect their information, or rather their customers' information, is not that high. You know, like oh. a company, it's like, well, we could either spend ten million dollars and do it the right way, or we could not spend that money and potentially risk maybe paying a hundred million. You know, but ultimately, if I can get away with doing that for years and years, that that profit increase, or rather, that profit that I'm getting by not putting the money into my infrastructure, will outweigh the one-time fine, right? Yeah. So when when did you get your there. MBA, man? Yeah, I mean, you got, must have went to a good school. I mean, you sound like you have a master's degree. You know, it's the cost-effective nah. risk, and they're like, not our problem. All of my uh, all, all of my good learning was extracurricular. This is uh, understood. <laughs> and, and, yeah, let's and, talk more. Let's talk more about that. No, yeah. You know, uh, one year after I graduated from college, I was mixing mud for do block layers. I was mixing. Mud. I graduated mixing with no mud. Yeah, mortar. Uh, and and these guy these assholes that were laying these blocks never saw a batch of mortar that was up to their standards. It was either too dry. Or too wet, you couldn't you couldn't get it anywhere in between. And this kid here, he's changing the world. Yeah, I was I was mixing mortar, and I couldn't do it right. And that's where well, and that's why we're proud of you, buddy, Solmet. I appreciate you're that. Uh, you're 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 going to the top, really with a rocket that's, that's strapped the hope, to you. The hope and dream, right? And and the, I think the, I yeah, the, my ass out of Austin. The thing, the thing is, is now that, it, and I, I know enough to be dangerous in this, this crazy world of digital, and it's still the wide, wide world, the wide, wide west, the wild, wild west, the, the wild, wide world wild. of the wild, wide west. Wait, the wabbit season, wabbit season, wild, wild west. Hey, Johnny, what was your favorite Will Smith movie? <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. The wild, 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 wild west. Wild, wild. It was a while ago. The wild west. <laughs> I don't know if I ever actually saw it. Wasn't that a huge bomb? Oh yeah, the wild was... or whatever they called oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wild, wild. Kenneth Branagh <laughs> and Kevin, somebody, and and the yeah. funny thing that you know you mentioned it. It's not exactly the wild, wild west anymore. Okay. That was like the nineties. Now it's. Everything is becoming more and more centralized, you know. So now, let me give an example. Uh, Facebook was trying to tout their whole uh, global internet access for everyone, but 
you go through the Facebook portal and you only see whatever websites that they authorize you to see if you're on their network, right? Huh. And that kind of mentality of providers trying to lock customers into smaller and smaller, I guess, um, how can I put it, content channels, if you will, right? Like say, you know, uh, oh, I'm an ISP and we're going to offer a plan, but you know, you can only go to Netflix, and if you want to go to ESPN.com, that's an extra ten dollars, and blah blah blah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's more, more like cable TV. It's yeah, like a de facto. So monopoly. that's the push that's been, you know, that they're trying to make, and we're getting closer to that. And then on top of that, you have monitoring everywhere. I mean, government's monitoring everything. You got uh, you know, your own machines monitoring you. I mean, they so- take your laptop. Think about how many pieces are in there, and they all have their own little systems, their own little blobs of firmware that nobody knows what's going on. So I Put- mean, it's crazy. Putin's uh, interns are loving it. <laughs> they know it all, though. They're, they're looking at everybody, probably. He uh, Chapo made a comment about... What was it? <laughs> no, that narrows it down. It was Putin's down. Putin's uh, interns were learning how to hack oh, yeah. everything in America. <laughs> and just like you... And, and Solmet's probably on a Skype with these hot chicks in Russia who know everything. And they're like, oh, you want, what do you want? We give you this piece of information. Oh, yeah. You show me dick pic. <laughs> dick pic for information. I had a Russian chick. I'm sure it was her. She said if I, if I paid her medical bills, um, she could totally come to the United States and live with me. <laughs> Did you get a copy of the medical bills? Um, no, I... I know, fell through. I was really bummed. Mm. You know, it's crazy, Soul Matt, that the the stuff we hear, um, if you follow any sort of uh, what maybe special counsel of something or other might be finding about people, it's like all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden, everything these people did over the last five years is public information. Like you hear about, oh well, they had a discussion about this on this date, and then this this guy wrote an email. Like, really? Like if they found yeah. if they followed me and El Chapo's uh, you know text messaging and then all of a sudden could you imagine if that like came out okay was it looked okay it, okay at this day you sent a picture of a of a Guinness right and that's say. code for something isn't it tell the truth yeah you don't use <laughs> words you use pictures of beer to communicate your whereabouts to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it, all right, <laughs> lock me up. Yeah. Yeah. That's Guinness. We got a bail. Mission's compromised. <laughs> oh, exactly. Solmet, what the hell can we do? You know, um, my VPN, I don't know if it's up to your standards, but everybody should probably uh, have a VPN, shouldn't they, on so, everything that they can get? So there's a couple, there's a couple of things going on in that question. I'm going to try and unravel each one. So the fir- <laughs> Unpack first this one for is, us. First one, you're talking about people who have company-provided devices, you know, company-provided laptop, phone, you know, they have clearance, so they have to submit, go to extra background checks and fill out paperwork about, you know, who they've met recently and who might have interest in what they're doing, etc. And in a situation like that, I would definitely expect them to be monitored. I mean, if your employer bought your phone and your laptop, would you be more or less inclined to look at porn or whatever on it, Right. Right. You would just feel weird about that. Yeah, you got to save it for your phone if that's the case. Yeah. 
So I'm, you know, of course I would expect their emails and their text messages to become public knowledge. I oh. mean, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Since it's the employer's property, and likewise, everything that goes through the network is the employer's property. Oh yeah. Right. Whoa. So if, if I'm if I'm emailing with my company account and then I'm under legal scrutiny, yeah, of course they would use my emails, you know, as uh, evidence rather. And these these people when they were doing those kind of things, they had no idea that all this stuff was actually going to come to light. Like they were just sending an email. But that's what can happen to anybody, you know. If you it, pretty much the the golden rule is if you're if you take a picture of it. You know, assume that it's going to be on the internet eventually. So if you feel like sending somebody a picture of your wiener, just assume that it's going to be on the internet at some point, and vice versa. So now I know how you got the name, <laughs> Johnny Kilbasa. I, I wish, man. I wish. <laughs> got it from Anthony Wiener. Jesus. That's, that's one heck of an origin story. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, no. And as far as protecting yourself goes, yeah. Uh, before before we can even answer that, you have to ask yourself, who am I trying to protect myself against? Uh, uh. So you can think like, I want to protect myself against you know little hacker kids in their in their parents' basements, and you know against automated government surveillance and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, the more I guess persistent you expect your attackers to be the less likely you're going to succeed no matter what you do. Whoa. So put another way, if you know the CIA wants to get you and they're willing to put in the time and the money and the manpower to Ugh. do it, they're probably going to get you eventually. Right. I mean, it's the smallest slip-up that'll get you, like Al Capone with taxes, right? You know? Didn't think about that. That's just the way it works. Ugh. So as far as your basic stuff, trying to protect yourself against you know, kids on the internet or whatever. That's the same kind of rule that we've always had. You know, run an antivirus. Don't do dumb things on the internet. That kind of thing. Don't open attachments from people you don't know. Right. But so let's let's it let's put to, it a different way. Let's say, as an example, um, Jeannie Jeannie Gornsky. She uh, is a 32 year old mother of three. She has a great marriage. And she has a house, and she puts everything that she does on Facebook every day. Yeah. Every day she puts everything out there. She's replying to everybody who posts on Facebook. You know, she's replying to everybody. What, as an example of her who just doesn't... She's Facebooking at will with absolutely no knowledge of the implications of anything about putting information online. She's got her entire resume on, on her Facebook page. She's got... 400 pictures of her children and cookouts at her house. What is Jeannie Gordonsky opening herself up to just by doing that? Well, again, it goes back to who is she worried about? And the answer is not Facebook, apparently. So Facebook collecting all of her information and monitoring across the Internet and correlating all of her posts with her other activity, you know, her Amazon purchases, her Google searches, whatever – any of that stuff. I mean, because so let me give, let me give you a little uh, a little tidbit here. All right. You know those little Facebook like and share buttons on every web page. Yes. So those track you where you go, Ugh. and then you have a little cookie on your browser from Facebook that has your user ID, and it says, "Oh, this user ID, Johnny Kilbasa, was over here looking at I don't know some article on the news." 
whatever. Oh, yeah. So that gets tied to the rest of you. And eventually it builds up a profile of your likes, your dislikes, you know, what you're being likely to buy, that sort of thing. And, again, Jeannie doesn't seem to care about that. You know, Jeannie just cares about her cookouts and her kids. Yeah, and and she wants all of her friends to think she has a perfect life. So she paints this picture. Not realizing so, that she well, she stays logged on. She likes uh, something on Newsweek.com, and that's tied into her Facebook page. And then she doesn't ever log out. Then her husband gets on the same computer and like goes to you know, milfs naked milfs mowing my lawn dot com, and then like his wife might get start getting emails about that kind of thing or something like that. Naked milfs mowing my lawn. Yeah, dot com. <laughs> like. I'm- are we talking like John Deere mowers or like? Well, it, you, or, you or would have to depend because nothing yeah. runs like a milf. I'm not alienating anybody. Someone, some people want the green one. Some people want the red one. They can have both. Man, and, that's really, uh, yeah, and ju- <laughs> can you imagine Johnny Cobasso was president? Everybody could have whatever lawnmower they wanted. That's crazy. And naked milfs mowing them, mowing their lawns mm. for them. So instead of mowing your lawn, you could just watch naked milfs mowing your lawn and make like fart noises on the leather seat in the sun anyway sorry we're trying to be serious here soul matt so i i, I don't i don't want to misunderstand soul matt so i'm hearing several things from you and one one thing i think i'm hearing from you correct me if i'm wrong basically anytime you go online you're putting yourself at risk on your own device as aside from going to the library or something i mean think of it another way every time you Get in your car and drive. You put yourself at risk, right? So, is that the analogy? It's basically, the same principle. Oh, it's the okay. Same principle, you know. Okay, gotcha. I mean, there, there's always a risk of something. The question is, that is the best about, analogy you know? I've heard about this. By the way, that is on now. Now I really get it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no paper trail on your. If you go to on a trip somewhere and come back, there's no really. Well, now there is because there's that's not true either, GPS in your car so, now. <laughs> there's GPS in your car. You, have you seen those um, HD radio yeah. devices? No, my my car so, is for uh, my girlfriend just got old. a brand brand new 2017 vehicle, and it is complete. It tells you if there's something in the back seat. Tells you where you are, where you've been. It's it's not just a hey, you're low on fuel. <laughs> yep. I mean, so HD radios will bounce off of cell towers. And if they were to keep track of those towers, it wouldn't be too hard to, you know, get an idea of where you've been, irrespective of GPS. That's also how they do the traffic stuff through HD radio. It is based on other people who've been driving around, right? Oh, that's such coarse crap. And on top of that, and on top of that, now federal agencies and police departments and other law enforcement entities have access to license plate readers that they just set up by a road, and I think it's got a high-speed camera or something just collects everybody's license. They can track where you've been. Oh, that is terrible. They also have, uh, I don't know if they're drones or planes, it's some kind of aerial device where they can take, you know, a super high-resolution picture of an entire city and track a little dot as, you know, this is a car. And then later, let's say uh, you get mad and rob a liquor store and drive away. And they'll say, ah, that dot is his car. Let's track it. Let's see where it was oh. you know, a week ago. I heard they you they know? started developing that uh, technique in uh, Iraq. And the plane yeah. would fly over and just every so many hours would just photograph the entire city. And then one of the guys who came up with the idea, um, who developed the cameras and had the idea to put them on planes, 
um, other like governments started hiring him so that they could find like you know someone was killed or whatever, and they'd be like, "All right, so she was killed here. Let's look at those photographs, and they can time it down each frame. What car pulled up? Where did they go? And they find people. Yep. So that's what I'm saying when I say if you have a persistent enemy or not enemy adversary, I should say. <laughs> like say a, a, a government, right? Right. A government. A government. Then it's going to be very, very difficult to not get caught doing whatever you're doing or not yeah. get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, that's why you got folks like Snowden who fly to Russia, you know, because it's like I can't even physically be in this area without risking myself. Yeah. And then with all yeah. that surveillance, if someone wanted to hack in and use it for nefarious purposes, they could they could potentially do that. I I hear the first part. So you know whether maybe it's a government you know trying to trace a killer, but if if you were somehow had a way to hack into their information, then you could find use their information to find things about other people that you wanted to do whatever to. I mean, you don't even have to hack anything if you're the government because you already have everything. I mean, remember, right. we're talking all the law enforcement camera stuff. Oh. We have uh, dragnet surveillance. Dragnet. I mean, it, it's not hard. You know, if, yeah. if, if I can see, you know, every phone call you've made, the duration, oh. you know, the location where you were at when you made the call, I don't need to go and hack the telecom and get the details of what was actually in the calls. Right. Yeah. So, oh man, what's that? You know that uh, place out in Utah that they built a couple years ago? Did you ever learn about that in your classes? Where they're pretty much hoovering? Yeah, there's a place in Utah where they set up. I think it was the NSA building that's pretty much hoovering everything that's oh, happening. They, they do uh, the drones. Oh, is it, is it just one of their one of their data center facilities? Yeah, but it was like yeah. one of the biggest ones ever that opened up a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of data, requires a lot of processing, you know? Ugh. Think think about how much, you know, internet traffic exists right now going across the pipes all around the world. Yeah. You know, and to collect data on everything Ugh. is a pretty daunting task, so. And Al Gore started all this shit, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that there is the real inconvenience. That's it, that's very inconvenient for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Worse than Man Bear Pig. <laughs> Al Gore. If only we had elected him, he wouldn't have had time to invent the internet. Exactly. Right. Nostradamus says so. Matt says so. Yes. <laughs> oh man. But hey, if there's any consolation, uh, Trump being in office will probably weaken the U.S. so much that all the surveillance stuff will fall apart just by not being properly funded and staffed. Uh, we can only hope. <laughs> no, he, he's, he said he's going to build the staff and, and uh, Russia's going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> he's outsourcing them to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> he knows guy. I got a guy. He's gonna, he's gonna... Make the USSR Vladimir... great again. <laughs> Sorry, NSA. We're going to shut down this whole Utah facility. I got a guy named Vasily, and we pay him in vodka. He <laughs> will do the job for all y'all on an old Atari. Just don't make any... <laughs> an old Atari. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and he's loving it. 
Oh, I love man. this great technology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Soul Matt. It's fucking great talking to you, man. Hell yeah. And uh, appreciate your information. And uh, hopefully we're going to have you back real soon to continue this discussion because it's really the most important thing for a 21st century person to realize what they're doing with their information online. And just like the, the movie Sneakers told us in 1991, it's no longer a war of bombs. It's a war of information. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah. I mean, for a number of reasons that I'm sure we could get into next time once we start talking about uh, all the political, psychological operations that have been going on yeah. in the past few years. Yeah. That people think is yeah. fairy tales, and you're like right there on the razor's edge of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You're you're in Casablanca right now. <laughs> you're in virtual Casablanca. I watched Casablanca like I do, two I weeks do. ago. It's going to be the beginning of a beautiful relationship with Soulmet as a, our resident special guest. Yes. I mean, yeah, you know how to find me, more or less. Yeah. I'm always down to be on the line here. I'll, okay, and I'll, I'll put the Soulmet the, the uh, Soulmet sign out into the cloudy sky and Hopefully you'll answer. It's like a big martini glass lighting up in the sky. Yes. Yes. I'll be right there. <laughs> Follow Soulmet on Facebook, Instagram, and other things, Twitter. All right, Soulmet. We'll talk to you soon, and I'm glad uh, may the recovery continue in all the world, namely your part of the world. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. All so right. Have a good evening. You too, buddy. Take may, care. May the force Bye. be with you. Soul Matt, dude. Dude, that was really cool. And he specifically he wouldn't he wasn't not gonna come on unless you were here. Bullshit. So it's a good thing you showed up, man. Oh yeah. It is the Kavasa Sausage Hood Podcast. Get your t-shirts from extra large to tiny small. If the glitter was high, so It's not just for thick men, thick neck men named Gunter. It's for all you folks out there in the heartland. But it was great talking to Soul Matt, and it was great. <laughs> It was also great listening to you eat peanuts. <laughs> I know. I saw you trying to adjust shit. I'm like, okay, I'll put them down here. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was <laughs> You were totally into I, it I while was, you were slamming it, peanuts was, and sucking down great. cigarettes. That's hilarious. I saw you trying to adjust them. I'm like, uh, oh. I was throwing you back and forth on the balance from left to right. And it wasn't working. No, it was fun. I was trying to fuck it up with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff, man. Because I was like, wow, you eat him with the whole shell on? And I thought, oh, shit, if he's going to, if my mic's on, that's going to be super loud. (laughs) And that was super loud. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know how loud it'll come out, but in my headphones, it was, it was great. <laughs> Once I saw you doing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs>
Because that was just your uh, channel. I'm just sitting around the campfire, baby. <laughs> Taking down some peanut cholesterol. It is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. Good times. Alright. I'll try. No one's holding you to it. A few days ago, the Cassini spacecraft launched nearly 20 years ago, recently burned up in Saturn's atmosphere. That fact has been well documented. What has not are the high levels of cholesterol found on Saturn's moon, including Titan. Johnny Cabasa will speak to this event and explain his involvement on cholesterol levels on the moons of Saturn. I'm El Chapo, and this is the Cholesterol Report. Agents from all agencies have speculated that Johnny Cobasa may be indeed responsible for all these deposits in people's arteries. I'm El Chapo, and this is the Cholesterol Report. devastating hurricanes have been caused by what's known as climate change. Several science scientists have said it may be because of the native farts and that, and that their farts contain more cholesterol fumes than ever before. 
I talked to other people who've been in the Caribbean who have spotted Johnny Kobasa and try to make the dots connect. I saw him once, man. Over down as the sun was going down, he came out on the beach and he Christ of a pig just for us, man. For years, Johnny Kamasa has made bacon explosions. That fact has been well documented. What has not has been the results on people's lives from being addicted to the bacon explosion phenomenon. I'm El Chapo, and this is the Cholesterol Report. I know it's high, but I need to get it. It's not a little higher than it should get it. Come on. You went to number nine, yeah, right. I need to saw it on a charge of all. What a night it's been. Hey, El Chapo. Right here, over there. It's great having you around, Luddick. Good to be around, man. It was great having Soulmat here. It was great talking about prophylactic internet activations. He is the resident internet guru security man of our town. And we're going to make that a three-parter just like it. It's going to be a three-parter or something like that. Chapo, we can still find you on Twitter, right? Where you've always been there. At the right there. Yep. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He'll he'll answer all your questions that you might have. Eventually. Check him out there. Check me out on the Mark Aram Show on the better end of it. On Twitter and Instagram. And uh, check us both out. Coming out, your check, check. mama's... Check, check. Back. Check it out. Door. It's the hurt. <laughs>